This is all part of the beginning of the show, by the yeah. way. <laughs> and grain cart? No, no, driving. I'm driving drive grain, grain cart. cart. Right. But you're not driving a grain cart. You're driving a tractor that's pulling a grain cart. Thus, drive Mike grain is, cart. Mike is running combine. I'm driving <laughs> grain cart. Jason's running to the elevator back World and forth. World burning two, to ground. Can he drive grain cart? Two big Fratellonis. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings your Garage Logic podcast number 1,168. It's October 10th, 2023. I have an announcement. It's, it was 90 degrees on this day in 1928. Don't say it. And it was 25 degrees on this day in 1964 and 1987. And if you have any kind of uh, theatrical uh, rousing music to play, I can announce... Uh, that this is the last 90 we'll cite until the year 2024. And despite man's best efforts to ruin uh, the earth, you would think the most recent 90 would be more recently. But uh, it was 90 on this day in 1928. And uh, how are you? Yes, it is. Yes, Hail the flashlight. Yes, thank you. Yeah. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Height in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor. Joe I want to make a very strong attempt to discuss what's happening in Israel from a strictly garage logic perspective, which would mean keeping it pretty simple. You've got one side, which would be Palestine and its offshoot Hamas, that wants the Jews dead. Period. That's how it's. That's what's they want to annihilate them. I think if the Jews picked up today and moved to North Dakota, what would happen? They wouldn't be off the hook. I think there with, would be, with the Palestinians. You mean right? I, I, yeah. well, with Arabs, yeah. with Muslims, with anybody who wants right. them obliterated. I right. think the Jews could move to Western North Dakota. Because about half of North Dakota is the size of Israel. Israel is about the size of New Jersey. Okay, give them the Yukon where they're all alone in the right. wilderness. And it still wouldn't be safe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, nobody has been able to answer me this question. Here I am. Why such hate for that, so that, long? That would have to go back to uh, biblical uh, dynamics involving uh, who was controlling what and who uh, had obedience to the Romans and who didn't and okay, it's beyond my pay grade. There have been conflicts before but this conflict is going to, we want to annihilate you. Right, we want you dead. Another way to say it and this was a Dennis Prager view who I admire greatly Let's say the Jews came out into the public square today and said, we're done. Well, here's our arms. The camera could point to a big pile of tanks and missiles. We're done. We just want peace. No more fighting. We're done. What do you think would happen? 
uh, they would bomb them. Right. They, 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 would, they, they wouldn't give a rat. They would be that much easier them. to kill them. Yeah, they'd annihilate them. I, I don't... Now, you have a certain faction of uh, Americans who've been destroyed by the failed academy, including 31 student groups at Harvard uh, cheering mightily for uh, Hamas. Yeah. What... Uh, and they're arguing, well, Palestine has a right to have a state, too. They do. They already have one. They have a state. They want more. And they, I think what we're seeing is, again, we're seeing the mystery, only we're seeing it in the eastern part of the globe, the mid-eastern part of the globe. We're seeing the mystery, which is this effort to... Uh, assign everybody an equality based on their being no authority. That's another way to look at the another way to look at the mystery. In other words, the Jews are seen by the 31 groups at Harvard and by the fools who stand around in Minnesota, the Democratic Socialists of Minnesota, and issue their statement, which I'll read you in a moment, uh, by the foolish LGBTQ people who don't even know how they'd be treated. It would be they would be executed. Okay, mm-hmm. you'd be executed in in Palestine. I'm on your side. Uh, who's gonna, who wants to tell him you'd be executed? Right. But all these fools who who stand up and make these pronouncements, uh, what they're what they're what they're sensing is that the Jews are too authoritarian, thus too imperialistic, too patriarchal, and just like patriarchy and imperialism and colonialization, however real or imagined, is being attacked here, it's being attacked there by these ill-informed people who've been destroyed by the failed academy, don't understand history, don't understand what's happening, and really most crucially, either don't understand or don't know how to define what is evil. Okay, this is a perfect place for my question. And you guys are going to have to bear with me today. I'm so full of rage that I'm having a hard time keeping my thoughts straight. Joe, who do you think are worse human beings right now? The ones you just described or the people that are blasé, don't care, and worse yet, don't even know what's going on? Because that's where my rage is directed right now. My rage isn't so much at these idiots that have chose the, chosen choose the wrong side. It's the people that don't care and don't know. I'm so angry that we as a collective nation aren't absolutely outraged the way we were after 9-11. A couple of reasons for that. Well, one, we weren't attacked. And two... Uh, the people who don't know or don't care uh, concern me less than the people supposedly educated who are making these corrupted claims of sovereignty for Palestine. Yeah. Uh, that, 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 that worries me more. Now, the people who don't care and don't know, uh, they'll end up harming us because they're too, easy, they're too easily manipulated manipulated, and mollified and subscribed to whatever comes along. They're morons, and I can't do anything about that. But I'm, shouldn't they be taken to task by saying, no. how long have you been following this? Or did you just, the have guy, you done that this three days ago? The guy across the street might not be paying attention. Am I supposed to go and knock on his door and be angry at him? No, I mean because these morons that are out there with, we support Palestine, the, how long are, have those you followed are, Those it? are the people I am angry at. But, but that's what I'm saying. I would like to task them with, 
How long have you been involved, or did you just make up this sign in your dorm room and come down uh, just to be Because underlying, underlying the failed academy has been a very successful indoctrination process with young people. It's seeping into the older people. But a very successful and horrifically damaging indoctrination process that has rendered these young people thinking that anyone who achieves or anyone who has a position of authority or anyone who has success is uh, innately wrong, innately uh, evil and must be punished because all people aren't experiencing the same thing. So now, now extrapolate that and take it to Israel and Palestine, and you're seeing the same thing, only you're seeing it now develop uh, in a bloody, horrific way. We're going to go get the Jews because we consider them to be oppressors, and we're victims. But they're the, they're the underdog. They're the small amount of people surrounded by all the that's, money and oil, all the success in uh, the Arab world. That's why today I'm making this attempt to, just to, to, to discuss this from a garage logic perspective. Keep it as simple as possible. Here, One here. side wants the other side dead. Mm-hmm. Here's why I'm so upset, because I can see what happened to the Israelis happening here. And Matthew, they when they talk about how much they hate the Jews, they also talk about how much they hate the West, meaning True. the United States. Us. And what I saw on Saturday could easily happen in the United States with our border with Mexico. Why are why is the American flag being burned all around the world? Because how there come, is the identity with the Jews. Where is everybody's concern over the terrorists that might already be in this country. Where's the concern there? I feel like I'm the only one that's worried about this. Well, you're you're not. And all we can do is trust uh, blindly at this point that the nation's security systems are functioning as they should. And <laughs> Bronx cheer to that. <laughs> right. Keeping track of this. Yeah, that ain't that happening. Might be naive the other part, part that should be just as alarming is basically what Kenny said. If you pay attention at what's going on, and you guys saw the, the, the protests taking place um, in Sydney, Australia, you're seeing what's taking place right now in London, it's, it's, to a certain extent in New York City. This should be alarming. Don't you? Yes, we weren't attacked, but... but there yeah, are, we were, as far as I'm concerned. That's what I'm saying. I, I think we should take this a little bit. I'm oh, sorry. All right. No, Go that's ahead. fine. I'm, I'm going to keep us on track. Okay. I'm going to keep us in, in garage logic. Think of it this way. Uh, unfortunately, and, and so disappointingly, it's not far-fetched to say you could find a group of college students right now, failed academy people, who would gladly line up oil executives and execute them. The irony here is that if an invasion, if something like what happened in Israel happened here, these terrorists would make no distinction between these woke college kids and the rest of the, uh, the imperialists living in this country. They would be the first to go. This is, uh, well, it's... They're just idiots. This is an ancient, ancient grievance. But it has hallmarks 
of a modern way to apply current grievances. In other words, attached now to this ancient, ancient grievance are the modern affectations of what we're seeing here. Yeah. This mass victimhood idea. Yeah. We're seeing it in the extreme here where the victimhood has now been completely unleashed. No borders on it, no safeguards, no guardrails, and it's resulting in barbarian rage and murder to the point of babies being murdered. We don't want you to exist. So what the modern affectation is, a, 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 a determining society, a determining group of people, by determining I mean successful, entrepreneurial, has a set of laws, uh, has punishment for crimes. This, that's all. That's all missing under contest right now around the world because of the failed academy, which is bringing about chaos. So another way to describe what's happening now in Israel is utter chaos, which is favored by those who want you dead. But where is the Hamas CEO or the top guy saying? Hey, guys, we'll fight soldiers, but we're not going to fight. We're not going to go rape no, the women and that, kill the that, children. That doesn't Where's figure, that? That doesn't no. figure in. No. That's not part of the equation no. ever. Holy shooters. No, they want to kill Jews the same way if you had a mouse or rat invasion in your house and you'd want every single one of them gone. That's the way they think about Jews. Mm -hmm. How much do you have to hate a child or a Jew to kill it, a child and rape a woman. It, it, it's under, I, I can't understand it. I don't get it. Here's the deal. Uh, we, we're in Gumption County. Next door is Whimpering County. Let's say all of those college kids we've been talking about all live in Whimpering County. If Whimpering County was attacked, I would be over right there. Right over there. Defending yep. these dumbasses. Yes. You don't understand it because you have a Judeo-Christian gene. You You don't... You haven't grown up. You haven't grown up hating your neighbor. We don't have the hate gene. You don't have yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even the commies. You know, the. I mean, way back when, I don't think they were. You were afraid of the communists, but you didn't hate them. Oh yeah, you could during the Olympics. Speaking of that, <laughs> okay. Joseph. Yeah. Speaking yeah. well, yeah. that hate though. Speaking of that hate, what they're doing is teaching me hate. And now, unfortunately, I don't just hate um, uh, Hamas. I'm starting to hate all Muslims. That's dangerous. That's bad for their side. They're not helping the Prominent cause. Harvard University alumni on Monday denounced a pro-Palestinian statement from students that blamed Israel for violence engulfing the region and urged the university to take action against these signatories. The Islamist militant Hamas movement, which controls the Palestine enclave of Gaza, attacked Israel. We already know that. A coalition of 34 Harvard student organizations, not one or two, because every failed academy is going to have one or two. Yeah. This is 34 Harvard student organizations said they hold the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all unfolding violence. Uh, following decades of occupation. Well, you could make the argument that that's not true. Adding that the apartheid regime is, is the only one to blame. 
The organization signing the letter included Muslim and Palestinian support groups, plus others named for a variety of backgrounds, including the Harvard Jews for Liberation and the African-American Resistance Organization. Reuters could not verify how many students supported the letter. Harvard President Claudine Gay said senior leadership, including 15 deans, issued a statement on Monday saying that they were heartbroken by the death and destruction unleashed by Hamas. But the statement avoided direct reference to the student letter or the reaction to it. Now, the significance of this being Harvard, uh, Harvard President Lawrence Summers, a president emeritus, I think, because he's not the president right now. He was a former U.S. Treasury Secretary under Clinton mm-hmm. and a former university president, was one of several Harvard graduates to criticize the current Harvard leadership for failing to respond. The silence from Harvard's leadership has allowed Harvard to appear at best neutral towards acts of terror against the Jewish state of Israel. Summers wrote on social media, I am sickened. While universities traditionally have been a bastion of free speech and radical ideas, the student letter struck a chord within the political establishment. Uh, Ted Cruz, for example, a Harvard Law School graduate, said, what the hell is wrong with Harvard? Here's the significance of this being Harvard. Harvard has traditionally and historically produced this country's leaders. Mm Mm-hmm. Eight presidents have come from Harvard. I don't know how many Congress people in Senate, but Harvard is the is the is the bellwether of our supposed education system. Okay. Well, look what's happened to it. If you think, uh, if you think the academy isn't failed, I hand you Harvard. Can I add one positive note to this? Yes. Wow, he's chiming I in. I saw I saw a story yesterday with people, uh, several students who belong to many of these organizations who said they had no prior knowledge this was coming out and they disagree with with what it states. Now, I don't know what that means. Do you then quit those organizations? Well, the, what, well the, it, to make that array of hope, these organizations would have to rally against the 31 organizations that cheered the terror. Well, they were mem- these students were members of of the, those thirty-one groups. Of, yeah, 34, I see. thirty-four I see. groups. Yeah. They were members of the thirty-four groups, and they said we had no prior knowledge any of this was coming out. We would not be in favor of this. You well, know, then, we, then, yeah, the answer for them is they they should quit those organizations, drop out of the organization, yeah, or put some pressure on it. To, yeah. yeah. So I, I did find that. I mean, you know, it's a minor positive thing, but at least it's a positive. Thing. A sliver. Yeah. Tim Bloom, if you're listening, you can come and get my scooter, but I'll call you to make sure. But I think he listens because, you know, EcoFund Motorsports have been with us since the beginning, and there's still a fall sale going on. You still have time to get a ScootStar electric bike, 25% off MSRP, the Beach Star step-through electric bike for $14.99, the Bintelli e-bikes on sale, Yamaha full suspension mountain electric bikes on sale, all the scooters that turn errands into adventures, urban errands, they're on sale, twelve ninety nine. Why don't you replace that <laughs> crap can you got and get a new I should scooter. have him come pick it up and look at it and say, here's what it's worth. Yamaha snowmobiles, uh, ATVs are in stock. This is EcoFun Motorsports in Forest Lake on Highway 97, immediately west of 35. 
and in Burnsville on the service road of life near County Road 42. That winter storage program is fantastic. You're going to pick up my scooter, you're going to tend the battery, give it an oil change, full spring tune-up, keep it out of the snow and ice, and they'll pick it up and drop it off for me next spring. They'll do it for you, too. Call EcoFun Motorsports. Find them at EcoFunMotorsports.com. You know, the investment game can be awfully tricky, especially in these volatile times. And that's why you need the best and also somebody that you can trust. And that's why I rely on Josh Arnold. We know him as Mr. Money Talk around these parts. And he's here for you. So give him a call today for that free 48-minute no-obligation consultation by dialing 952-925-5608. 952-925-5608. Josh has been at this a long time with a track record of success, and he's here to help you. So give him a call today. No obligation. Obligation. That's right. No obligation. It's absolutely free. 952-925-5608. And tell them you heard about him here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Souchere. You know, my life is an open book here on Garage Logic. So when I screw up or do something stupid, I, of course, incorporate into one of my ads. Well, this wasn't stupid, but it was an eye opener for me. This morning, I lost the battle. We had to turn the heat on. We finally had to turn the heat on. Oh, you I waited was, this long. I was waiting as long. We I still were walking haven't turned mine on. Yep. Yeah, it no, was, me neither. And the house is a brick house, so it's still pretty warm. But I said, okay, I got to do it. So I went to right outside the linen closet, flipped the switch for the heat. Nothing, not a sound. Went downstairs, checked for the pilot light. Pilot light was off, but it's an automatic pilot light. I sat there for forty-five minutes trying to fix it, and then I went over to the box and I said, I think I'm going to change the batteries. I changed the batteries in the remote upstairs. It started right up. Had I called Welter 45 minutes prior to that, I bet Welter Heating would have said, did you check the batteries on the remote upstairs? And I would have said no. I would have saved myself 45 minutes. That is why you deal with professionals. Ray and Welter Heating for the last century has seen all sorts of uh, uh, furnaces and boilers change, air conditioning units. They have the expertise, and you know what? They have those same problems every single year. So if you have any questions on your heating unit that you're going to start closing out the AC unit, get in touch with Welter and save yourself 45 minutes where you could have been sitting, eating, drinking coffee and watching the news. 612-825-6867. Schedule an appointment online. Get a quote online. Welterheating.com. It's so easy. Plus, when you call, a human being is going to pick up the phone and direct your call to one of the certified techs or maybe even Rick himself to say, here's what I got. I, I really have a problem. I need an answer. 612-825-6867. We welcome them for the next coming year, 2024. Thank you to the Welter family and um, putting their hope and their uh, their um, wonderful uh, garage logic. They love GL. They're common sense people, and I'm glad they're advertising on garage logic. When you have a problem with your shelter, get in touch with Ray and Welter. Uh, here's from Prager. There are 22 Arab states in the world stretching from the Atlantic Ocean to the Indian Ocean. There is one Jewish state in the world, and it's about the size of El Salvador. Okay. All right. 
Finally, think about these two questions. If tomorrow Israel laid down its arms and announced we will fight no more, what would happen? It'd be gone. And if the Arab countries around Israel laid down their arms and announced we will fight no more, what would happen? They'd still exist. It'd just be a different existence. In the first case, there would be an immediate destruction of the state of Israel and the mass murder of its Jewish population. In the second case, there would be peace the next day. Yep. And nobody can change my mind on that, and or everybody's. You know that. One side, and uh, Prager notes, as he said at the outset, it's a simple problem to describe. One side wants the other dead, and if it didn't want the other side dead, there would be peace. There'd be peace. There has never been a state in the geographic area known as Palestine that was not Jewish. Israel is the third Jewish state to exist in that area. There was never an Arab state, never a Palestinian state, never a Muslim or any other state. That's the issue. Why can't the one Jewish state the size of El Salvador be allowed to exist? That is the Middle East problem. Why can't one Jewish state be allowed to exist? And, and I want to go back to what I said. What if the Jewish state picked up and moved to western North Dakota? It'd be after. Would they be safe? No. No. I don't think they would be. They'd be safer if they were here, but that's not what they want. They want their holy land. Do you, do you think the United States is complicit in this attack by our current political situation and the concerns of the Democratic Party right now? Uh, 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 no. We're worried about pronouns and men giving birth and uh, yeah. global warming and climate change instead of, meanwhile, um, refugees pouring through the border. Uh, do you think we're complicit at all? Do you think the world is looking at us and saying, what a bunch of wussies? My question time, is, why would you want to come here? The time to attack is right now because the USA is weak. I think the world looks at us and think and is increasingly not taking the United States seriously. They're shaking their head at us. Just I can't yes, believe you in the back. The answer might be no, but how would you answer that by anyone supported by the Democratic Socialists of America? I have their statement because I tend to. Well, I'll let you. We the twin. This is the the local chapter, uh, and this was posted. Yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, boy, they have a nice logo, a couple of loons uh, sailing on the lake there. That's kind of an odd logo, isn't Don't it? Don't judge me by my logo, yeah. sir. We, the Twin Cities chapter of the Democratic Socialists of America, are heartbroken after watching two million Gazans live in the world's largest open-air prison. That's become the catchphrase, by the way, mm -hmm. of all of the people cheering for Palestine. They think Gaza is an open-air prison. Where access to basic necessities like medical care and electricity are frequently denied to them by Israel. I, I don't know that. After seeing our Palestinian siblings be denied movement outside the prison walls that encircle Gaza, after all the settler colonial violence, getting back to the beginning of this show, What's, what's being resented here is authority. Mm -hmm. 
after the settler colonial violence and dispossession. After uh, after the after all the settler colonial violence and disposition, after having to repeat that Muslim worshippers at the Al Aqsa Masjid in Jerusalem have had the right to pray and practice their religion without fear of Israeli police and settler violence, harassment, and intimidation. After watching U.S. politicians on all sides of the political spectrum speak cautiously or not at all when Israeli settlers use colonial and apartheid laws of the Israel state to force Palestinians from their homes. Let me stop right there. The desire for the Jews to have a state is interpreted by the mystery to mean that they're colonizing. Mm-hmm. Forcing Palestinians from their homes and ancestral lands, but speak with immense force and certainly about the Israelis' right to defend itself against Palestinians. After attempts at false equivalencies, when since 1917, colonial and Zionist settler states as the world's largest imperial powers have used Palestine as a site of experimentation in war crimes and atrocities against Palestine, Palestine, Palestinians simply seeking to live their lives. Well, that's what the Jews are trying to do. The Jews are trying to live their lives. One Jewish state in the whole world. One. After seeing the article from, okay, I, I'm kind of tired of reading. Does it say, what's the very last line? Does the last line say, P.S., oh, we just really hate the Jews? Because that's what they're saying. We just hate the Jews. Uh, Well, I'll read towards the end. We are resolved to work that ensure our own DSA chapter and nationally endorsed elected officials not only vote against military funding for Israeli settler colonialism. Mm -hmm. That's how it's interpreted. We are resolved in our commitment to not fear the backlash that comes from being vocally and boldly in favor of the boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement and Palestinian freedom. For as socialists and internationalists, we are often the only ones willing to take a stand for justice, even when it is unpopular or even dangerous. We are resolved to proclaim from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free today until liberation. Twin Cities DSA Steering Committee. Go bleep yourself. I feel completely opposite on all of their uh, counts. All again, of them. again, what's under attack on the world stage is the very idea of someone establishing convention with perimeters and boundaries and guardrails and laws and rules and and. And within that system, you must succeed on your own. That is what's under attack. Hmm. It's under attack in this country. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. But that's right, wrapping where, up the show. Earlier, earlier today, though, that's why I and I don't want to speak for Kenny, but that's sure. It, it, for me, it's it's the continued drift from what convention we all grew up with, right? We're seeing it daily. The mystery has eroded that, and and that's I guess why the anger and the anger inside of me continues to grow because we're seeing it shift and shift and shift. The mystery frowns upon joy. Joy comes from what? Uh, conventionalism, freedom, Health, happiness, success, happiness, whatever the hell we want, being kind to others. These people are not joyful. They're angry. 
They're bitter. They believe they've been screwed. Out of what? And they believe they've been screwed by patriarchal colonialization and imperialism. They In our own country, uh, aren't you constantly seeing attacks on the founding fathers? Hey, they farted one time. We can't have them be uh, named after a school. And here's what's happening to this country right now. Okay. It's a long way from babies being killed, but it's on the same path. <laughs> uh, please do not use my name if you read this for obvious reasons. I recently received the attached email from my company's CEO about the importance of an instruction to use the pronoun to use the proper pronouns in the workplace. Nope. This is a multinational company with offices throughout the U.S. and other parts of the world. You would think that the CEO of a large company like this would have more important things to use his time for. It's just another indication as to how far we have sunk in the abyss of gender equity. Always pushing back from, I won't even mention one of the western states that this fellow writes from. And I have the, I have the email. As we strive to cultivate a diverse and inclusive workplace, I want to remind everyone of the importance of respecting and understanding various gender identities, including non-binary and the transgender identities. Pronouns are an important part of a person's identity. These people can't even find a coat to wear in the winter. <laughs> uh, a person's identity and using someone's correct pronouns demonstrates respect and inclusion. Introduce yourself with pronouns. When meeting someone for the first time, introduce yourself with your pronouns and inquire about theirs. For example, hello, I'm your name, and my pronouns are. Nope. No. Re no. Rejected. No. <laughs> Canceled. I don't want to read this whole thing, but that's the tone of it. Use first names when uncertain. If you're unsure of someone's pronouns, address them or refer to them by their first name. You can also ask someone for their pronouns. Example, what pronouns do you use, Matt? Uh, I use dumb and dumber. All right. <laughs> Aren't you? Maybe this that's is what why, I'm going to call you. Matthew, maybe this is why I always refer to you by your name, because I refuse to acknowledge the pronoun rookie. That's, is that my pronoun? That must be my pronoun. <laughs> Who gives a rat's about your pronoun? I'm it. Apologize. We all make mistakes. It, it concludes this way. Oh, my God. We all make mistakes. If you misgender someone, apologize quickly and sincerely. A brief, I'm sorry, often suffices. Wow. Correct yourself. Use the right pronoun immediately and move on. Over-apologizing can sometimes make the person misgendered feel the need to console you. I don't need to. Jesus Christ, people are getting killed all around the world. They're getting murdered. And these idiots, whatever company this is, that's what they're worried about. This is call, unbelievable. Call me they. This is unbleeping believable. You're not that big, Kenny. Pull up a couch and sit down. GFY. Go F yourself. Okay. <sighs> Please write to our HR department if you have questions. What's the company? Why don't you just name the well, they, company? The, the, the emailer did not, but Damn. the emailer has, has emailed before. I trust this is the truth. Uh, well, don't say it if it's going to out him. I'm not. Or her. I'm not. All right. I didn't, or, I, or it. Or they. Or they it. Or them. them or, or whatever the hell it is. He, she, me, we. <laughs> Oh, 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 and, uh, and, uh, 
probably yep. along yep. the same lines. Come on, out with it. Uh, residents and a Chicago official have spoken out against city plans to take away a local field house from a youth football team and turn it into a shelter for migrants. <laughs> did you see Go the play? Did you see the play letter in the strip today titled "Yes"? Are we ready? Yeah. Because if they're in Chicago, they're headed our way. Yep. Are we ready? They're going to take away. Chicago should be on its knees thanking God that the kids are playing football instead of shooting each other. And now they're going to take away their field house because we've got to put the got to put the visitors in there. It's unbelievable. It's impacting park programming. What else does this say? Maybe the the Pop Warner football kids could play against the migrant workers and just, you know, have a neighborhood game, get a little barbecue going out there and just One, see who wins. A, a councilman, I'm sorry, an alderman, Chris, Chris Taliaferro, he's opposed to this, and he notes, uh, I think with great justification, he notes that this proposal disregards democracy, whereby the residents and their locally elected officials have an opportunity to to discuss this before a decision was made. It takes away valuable neighborhood resources from a community that, in part, had been disinvested in for decades. In other words, the new neighborhood's coming back. Is It, it is because of these reasons and the fact that viable alternatives are available that I strongly oppose closing Amundsen Park to house migrants seeking asylum. Hmm. It'd be like if you're uh, where you live and the, the park down in the corner was suddenly closed to yes. you who is paying for it because they want to station some migrants There's one there. two weeks up, two blocks away. Thank you. You want to come and play? <laughs> Your little soccer, get, pickup soccer game? Want to go to the beach? Want to go to the beach? Yes, I do. Oh, Christ. Has the president addressed the country once since Saturday? Why have we not heard from the president yet? As And I know he's scheduled to be speaking right now, but he's not. You mean a live press conference to address the nation? You got a TV on, Kenny? I got a couple of them on. Why he's not, wasn't he's not on yet? Why wasn't yet. he talking no. to us on Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening at the latest? Why? Well, Why? That was, that was nap time, Kenny. Or Saturday night, I, and I ain't got nobody. Can you imagine? He has not addressed the United States well, of America. He has released. There have been statements. From I want to see him on camera talking to me. He's probably he not capable. Today, hopefully. I, although he's now all late, 39 he is, minutes late. It's so. indefensible, John. Indefensible. He should have been on all all available networks on Saturday evening. Uh, another note to all you LGBTQ idiots. I don't like to use that word, but in this case, you you quite clearly are idiots. It applies, yes. To to hold up your signs defending uh, Palestine. We have a case here in the Twin Cities that uh, parents of as many as two hundred 
Muslim students say they're going to withdraw them from the Da Vinci Academy over the school's use of picture books with LGBTQ characters. Uh, LGBTQ people, you can go and pursue this yourself, but I got news for you. Uh, you're you're not accepted in a Muslim community. When they, when they okay? eventually take over, <laughs> when, when they, they take, take over, over, you're the first to go. Okay, I, I don't wish that upon you, but that's that's the way of the world. So you might want to inform yourself before you stand outside with a poorly scrawled upon cardboard sign saying you support uh, Hamas. You morons have no clue what's happening. You are idiots. In this case, quite literally, you're idiots. And you're in the failed academy, so it doesn't surprise me. I'm not even going to do this whole story. There it is. Uh, you got uh, you got gay people in the books. Uh, Muslim parents, boom, they're organized. They take their kids out. I had that, later. I had later. that story pulled along with the story about the inmate who is upset because she was a f- she had to bear all when she went to prison. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? She had to bear all. They didn't just trust her to not be carrying any contraband? This cruel country to you people. Isn't it a cruel country we live in? Cruel country. My garage door is going to be serviced by my guy, which is the entire family. Precision garage door of the Twin Cities. I made one call today for outdoor maintenance. I think Precision garage door might be next, and then Tim from EcoBlunds uh, EcoFun is on that list. I've I've got to get some stuff doing. The the, the you know the snow is going to be coming. I got to call Hal. I got to text Hal right now. And you don't want to go out some twenty below morning and have to open your garage door by hand. Get it checked out. Precision garage door of the Twin Cities takes care of everything from the springs and the rollers and the opener to to new doors. If you need one, they serve the uh, metro in western Wisconsin. They don't charge more for weekend visits. I get nothing but complimentary emails about their service. They're prompt. They're competent. They're competent, and they do it correctly the first time. They know your time is valuable, and so is theirs. They fix garage doors the right way. Put this in your telephone closet. you got to have a little closet yep. there with a, with a notepad. See, with all the numbers. Is that next to the water closet? It's next to the water closet. Sometimes it can be next to the water closet. Uh, It's a precision door of a precision garage door of the Twin Cities, 612-263-6985 or precisiondoormn.com. It's the end of the world as we know it. And he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Isn't that 20% discount? That's like an employee discount. That's so good. For the rest of October at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, all in-stock Liberty Safes, well, all safes at, uh, at Maple Grove Lock and Safe, 20% off. And that's to make room for all the new stock coming in. 20% is huge. And to make matters even more Awesome. Rich, the owner, will throw in a free accessory installation. Now, when it comes to protecting our valuables, Maple Grove Lock and Safe in the Liberty, what a great combination. Best option in the Midwest. Rich, the owner, he's been at it over 30 years. And you might be pleased to learn that Liberty has a new policy regarding their keeping of backdoor access codes. And they do that to assist you if you lose your passcode or uh, your your code or if the law enforcement wants to gain access. Well, there's a brand new policy regarding this. 
I think you'll appreciate the policy. And if you have any questions, just ask Rich. He'll explain, and I guarantee you'll go away happy. And remember, 20% off any in-stock Liberty Safe for the rest of the month with accessories installed for free. you got to stop in and say hi, 61, uh, 6901 East Fish Lake Road. And, of course, the website, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. Before we get to news, Twins Astros first pitch 307 today at Target Field. Best of five tied at a game apiece. Sonny Gray pitches for the Twins. Christian Javier goes for the Astros. You in the back. I have a question. If Baltimore loses today, uh, that series is over. Is that correct? Yes. Correct. That means the Twins game tomorrow will be at night. Correct. It would be a seven o'clock So I'm rooting for a Baltimore victory tonight just so the Twins have a fighting chance to play in decent weather tomorrow. Yeah. Good idea. Good idea. Uh, In the news, uh, first let's start with local news before we get to all that uh, wonderful uh, national and international news. City officials are holding an open house at the former Kmart building in South Minneapolis. They want locals to give feedback on how to redevelop that area. Uh, That happens today, Tuesday, 4.30 to 6.30 tonight. The former building parking lot family-friendly event will also serve free tacos the building is that building's a dump i have a great idea yes open air drug market anything goes like an international market square anything goes yeah. Probably already is. I Keep think. it all contained in one location. I, Kenny, I would say Kenny's on the right track. I think it already is. <laughs> you get out there, yeah. you, all you can smell is weed. It, has this been commonplace? That was my question. Have we always sought the public's uh, input for things like this? Because I that worked know. out really well when we sought the public's input for the third precinct. Oh, uh, did you see your gal, Joe, uh, uh, today? Vita. Yeah, on the edit, editorial oh, page. Yeah. 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 Rebuild the third precinct. Thank you, um, young lady. Yeah. Thank you, council member. That's at twice. its old home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. And, and to his. In, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. I was just to say, if you read it, imagine a public official who actually apologizes for a stance she took earlier in yeah. that editorial. Well, she's, wonder, she's the real wonderful. deal. Wow. Yeah, she's the real deal, and a, a, a one of the city's very thin threads of hope. And I forgot to mention this earlier, but to his credit, Mayor Jacob Fry ripped the uh, press release by the um, Democratic Socialists of the Twin Cities. Oh, she did? Oh, he did? Yes, he yeah. did. For, yeah. And I forgot, to, I forgot to mention that when Joe read now, that. Now, uh, during her election, when or the run uh, to win her seat, isn't Latricia, she's the one that said, would, kept saying, come on now. Yes. Come when on she now. she saw a little twerp. Yeah. Uh, what was his name? Had phone oh, yeah, and, that uh, tiny little guy. Where did yeah. that little screwball end up, I wonder? Come on now. Most of the, uh, and I know it's easy to amplify, you know, the democratic socialists, etc. But most of the people I talk to or read about, they are definitely on the same page we are. Yeah. This whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so I think sometimes, you know, the amplification of those other views gets a, a little Oh, it's you know, isn't it amazing, John? The same kind of phenomena is happening on both sides of the aisle. Yeah, yeah. you know. It, Here's Latricia yeah. Vita. Why on earth would we waste millions of dollars because a very loud minority is mad at a building? If we are okay just throwing millions around like this, let's spend those dollars elsewhere, like improving the fourth precinct building or building a fourth precinct substation further north. 
We cannot put the burden of our indecision on the taxpayers who elected us to make hard choices. I am sick of all this political rhetoric. The people of Minneapolis deserve better. I know this is a tough decision, but we were elected to make tough decisions mm-hmm. based on facts and figures, not based on what we hear from a few loud voices. She's essentially saying, go bleep yourself. Yeah, she's okay. Our, she's our one hope to say, go bleep yourself. There is no perfect answer here, and there never will be. So let's stop wasting time and money and move forward with the best option, rebuilding the third precinct right where it is. Here, here. Thank you, ma'am. Power Thank up. you, Power ma'am. Up. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. Uh, Charges have now been filed against a man who was arrested after a standoff with Chisago County Sheriff's deputies on Friday. Court documents say 39-year-old Mike Larry Carter charged with second-degree murder, second-degree attempted murder, and second-degree assault with a dangerous weapon. His wife, Sarah Carter, was found dead after multiple gunshot wounds to her head after the standoff. The Santa County Sheriff's Office confirmed over the weekend she worked as a corrections nurse, adding she was killed in what they called a senseless act of domestic violence. The complaint says a Chisago County deputy responded to a report of the domestic incident just before noon at Fish Lake Township on Friday. Dispatch advised the home is flagged as having a large number of weapons. The deputy then met a woman whose daughter lived in the home at the end of the driveway leading to the house. The mother in the deputy's words, was visibly shaking, said she heard arguing inside the home. The complaint says the deputy told the mom to stay behind his vehicle. He approached the house. He could hear yelling. The complaint says there was no response when he knocked at the door. The deputy then knocked on a window and heard a woman say he has a gun before he heard shots coming from the bedroom. He backed away from the window that he had just knocked on and saw three shots fired through the window at head level, according to the complaint. Deputy then heard another shot come through the bedroom, called for backup, and gave orders to the PA system for everyone to exit the house. When SWAT got there, a window was knocked out, a drone was flown into the house. Live video from the drone showed Sarah's body on a bed with gunshot wounds to the head. Police also saw a man in the bedroom with two long guns on the floor and at the edge of the bed. The complaint says various non-lethal methods were used to get Carter out of the house before a canine was used to remove him. So, so he didn't kill himself also? Nope, just uh, just his wife. Mm-hmm. Was he a cop? I, Did I, no. No, I, no, I'm sorry. I, I don't thought No, I the that. wife was... Um, she was a nurse. Corrections. Corrections, that's where I'm getting that, yeah. 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 Uh, meanwhile, the Star Tribune reporting the Department of Corrections has identified the victim of a suspected homicide in Lionel Lakes Prison last week as 63-year-old Steve Paul Patchen. Patchen, who was serving a nearly 20-year sentence for sexually assaulting multiple teenage girls, was found unresponsive in his cell at 10.30 p.m. October 5th. Medical personnel pronounced Patchen dead later that night. Andy Skugman, a spokesperson for the uh, department, identified the suspect, who was being held in segregation during the investigation, as a 42-year-old serving a life sentence for a murder conviction. Uh, in Anoka, man, who we talked about last year, set a new world record for pumpkin. At the Half Moon Bay Pumpkin Weigh-Off in California, Travis Ginger's pumpkin weighed in at 2,749 pounds. That sets a new world record. The previous record was 2,702. Uh, he's a veteran at this. Last year, when we talked about him, his big gourd won the title for the largest pumpkin in North America. You know, and there's in. nothing attractive about it. It's no, very they're ugly. ugly. It's, it's very, very ugly. Very ugly. Yeah, yeah. I've been to Half Moon Bay, so there. I've been to Anoka, so go screw yourself. All right. 
I've learned oh. that each seed from that pumpkin could go for as much as two hundred dollars. Really? Yes, because of, of the breeding. How many seeds are there? Aren't I, there? I don't know. I don't breeding. know. If there's a lot. It's just like it's just like thoroughbred horse racing. Yes, it. This, <clears throat> I'm telling you. Do you get to watch the pumpkins mate? Well, it oh, you gotta matters. Pay extra. You got to pay extra for that. <laughs> <laughs> what matters the most is where you plant your seed. Obviously, God. Well, this is a big, yeah, uh, about a that. big pumpkin, though, isn't it? Yeah. It's an ugly, uh, ugly pumpkin, yeah. Kenny. You like a nice pumpkin? They're not pretty. I, I like plump. Why didn't pumpkins. we have him on at the fair? Because you weren't thinking. No, he's not going to, because he'd come over without the pumpkin. Yeah. If you think he's going to haul over a ten thousand dollar pumpkin that he just got paid thirty grand, what for does he it. win for that, John? Does he win uh, money? Thirty I grand. I didn't have a total. Does yeah. he? Thirty thousand dollars is the. Okay. Is the I want to know really? yes. how much did it cost to haul that big some bitch out there? Thirty-five grand. He probably hauled it on a flatbed, right? Yeah. yeah. You don't yeah. fly that sucker out there. Well, if you if you drive pumpkin, you know you're you're taking a cross country. <laughs> how to drive pumpkin. pumpkin cart? But Joe, how do you get the pumpkin off the ground and Crane. onto the trailer? But crane. a chain is going to dig into it. Oh no! You wrap it, it carefully with like like a cloth strap. So and every lift it up. the more straps, the more distributed <laughs> there, that's weight. That's it, or a forklift maybe. Strap it, huh? Yep. Get your strap on. Get your strap on and put that sucker right on the flatbed. Some seeds. Drive pumpkin cart. <laughs> so yes. you got your strap on. Pumpkin you got your cart. seeds. Yeah, yeah, Reavers holding his face. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't blame him. Yeah. National and international news. The latest Israel-Palestinian war reverberating throughout the world Tuesday as foreign governments tried to figure out how many of their citizens were dead, missing, or in need of medical help or flights home. Numerous countries also offering to play a role in mediating an end of the fighting, which has killed about 1,600 people so far. That death toll expected to grow. Israel hitting the Gaza Strip today with the fiercest airstrikes in its 75-year conflict with the Palestinians, raising whole districts to dust despite a threat from Hamas militants to execute a captive for each home hit. Across the barrier wall surrounding the Strip, Israeli soldiers were collecting the last of the dead four days after Hamas gunmen rampaged through the towns in by far the deadliest attack in Israeli's history. Bodies of families in their houses being removed after the terrorist attacks. It's reported, and uh, this has pretty much been independently verified, that one area had 40 babies that were beheaded by the Hamas Are terror. you... F- that no, doesn't... I, uh, not. That's... Uh, that's what I mean. I, that's I, beyond I the Well, pale. this is what I was getting at earlier, where there, the one of, at one of the protests, there were people, you know, showing videos of this and then, and then claiming victory. This is why everyone should be... Yeah. Uh, yeah. How can you sit in this country and not it. just be, I'm so outraged. You summarized no. it. Evil exists. There's evil we in did, the world. Well, That's what that is. You know, and to be truthful, remember this happened in the late 1930s too and nobody believed it. Uh, however, there were tons of reports. Basically, they're marching babies into gas uh, right. ovens to kill them. And, and now nobody... you've got people outside the uh, Sydney Opera House yelling, uh, yeah. gas the Jews. Yep, Exactly. Iran's Supreme Leader Ayatollah Ali Khomeini rejected allegations about his country's role in Hamas's attacks against Israel, but he said Iran will continue supporting Palestinians. It was the first reaction to the war by Khomeini, who has final say in all state matters in that country. He did say, we defend Palestine, we defend the fights. He praised Palestinians as capable, smart, and courageous. Uh, meanwhile, 
Uh, how do you feel about this? Representative Rashida Tlaib of Michigan. Dear God. Facing a bit of a backlash because, well, she's still flying a Palestinian flag outside her congressional office despite the attack. And out. it's right next to her LGBTQ flag, John. Which makes no yep. sense. It's, and then the uh, caption read, someone should tell her. Somebody's got to tell her. Right. Yeah. yeah. You want to tell her? No. Astounding ignorance. It really Astounding. is. Just, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you say, I, I wasn't able to get it in, wouldn't you say what has just happened in Israel is actually, in truth, worse than what happened in World War II? Because, and my reasoning there is, and we haven't hit the body count yet of World War II, but my reasoning is they snuck them away and put them in death camps and gassed them. This is all out front. This is just beheading and shooting and killing and getting it over with right in front of everybody, getting it on tape, showing the world. Look up Rashida Tlaib. I want to know what part of Michigan she represents, presumably some part of Detroit. Yeah, you'd think. Uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin weighing in, describing the latest Israel-Palestinian war as a result of failed U.S. foreign policy. Speaking at the start of his talks with visiting Iraqi Prime Minister Mohammed al-Sudani, Putin said in his first comment on the war that, quote, many will agree with me that this is the vivid example of the failure of the U.S. policies in the Middle East, saying the U.S. has tried to monopolize the settlement, but regrettably hasn't bothered to search for compromises that would be acceptable to both parties. Speaking of Russia, if you haven't followed this story, Wall Street Journal reporter Evan Gershkovich was arrested mm-hmm. earlier this year in Russia for no reason, and he's been imprisoned ever since. Well, he lost another appeal today to be released from jail on espionage charges, meaning he'll remain behind bars at least through November. The 31-year-old Gershkovich marked six months in custody September 29th. It was the second time in less than a month he had appeared before a judge to appeal an August decision to extend his pretrial detention through November. The U.S. Embassy in Moscow said in a statement it was deeply disappointed that Gershkovich's appeal was rejected. The journalist was detained in March while on a reporting trip for the Wall Street Journal to the city of Yekaterinburg, about 1,200 miles east of Moscow. The court proceedings, of course, they're in Russia, so they're closed because prosecutors say details of the case are classified. I will tell you that uh, Talib represents the 12th district currently, and that is cities of Bingham Farms, uh, Franklin Garden City, what else do we know, Southfield, Westland, Beverly Hills, and also Dearborn, the uh, place of the actual national Dearborn hijacking well, then are the, the mid-80s. Are the people of these areas going to continue to support her? Are those suburbs? Do we know? Yes. Because yes, a lot are. of yes, they Detroit, are. She used to. I'm sorry. Go ahead, John. I was just going to say a lot of Detroit suburbs have many mid-eastern uh, immigrants, uh, right. large enclaves. She started who, out. Who may in support those ideas. I don't know. I'm sorry. 19 to 23 in the 13th congressional district, and that was uh, portions of Detroit, Dearborn Heights. Uh, Highland Park, Lincoln Park. So that was a little... I don't know why they moved it. Well, and just as frightening as she, uh, as her, is the fact that she has constituents who think like her. But it Mm -hmm. goes back to what we said earlier. People that are voting for her are just not paying attention. Mm -hmm. It's it's more of identity politics voting, correct? You LGBTQ people in those areas of Detroit, you'd you'd be kind of silly to vote for. 
Um, update, we are one hour and four minutes, still no word from your president. I thought he was supposed to speak at noon. Yeah. He was. One hour and four minutes. He's still taking no a nap. Uh, we don't know what he's doing. It, In other news. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, Kenny. No, no, I'm not going to make nope, a don't bite. Okay. My rage, I'm trying to... Stay in control of You're my You're doing rage. a really good job today. I'm very yeah. proud of you. Mm. Former Texas Representative Will Hurd announced he is dropping out of the 2024 Republican presidential race. Did you guys know Will was running? I did not. Yeah, no. uh, he was. Uh, he will endorse, he says, Nikki Haley for the GOP nomination. Uh, Hurd became a familiar face uh, during the Trump administration. He's a former CIA spy and three-term moderate Republican congressman who was a frequent critic of former President Trump. Uh, he said, unfortunately, it's become clear to me and my team that the time has come to suspend our campaign. He wrote that on X. In 14 short weeks, my team and I matched the accomplishments of many of the other candidates in the race who had significantly higher name ID and cash advantage. In his announcement, he also revealed he'd endorse Haley, the former governor of South Carolina and former U.S. ambassador to the United Nations for the Republican nomination. Hughes' uncle, Red Van Ellis, one of the last three known survivors of the 1921 Tulsa race massacre, has died. According to his family, he was 102. He died Monday night in Denver, Colorado. Ellis was just a few months old when he and his older sister, Viola Fletcher, fled Tulsa's Greenwood District with their family as a violent white mob tore through the thriving black community, ultimately killing hundreds of residents and reducing rows of homes and businesses to ashes. Like other black families, Ellis and his loved ones were forced to leave behind not only their home, but a lifetime of opportunities, he told CNN earlier this year. One of the country's deadliest acts of racial violence, the massacre was inflicted by a white mob that descended on the area known as Black Wall Street in Tulsa, committed arson, shootings, and even aerial bombings from private planes. As many as 300 people killed, more than 1,000 homes destroyed. Ellis, his 109-year-old sister, and Lessie Benningfield Randall, 108, were the last three known survivors of the massacre. The trio have been locked in a years-long legal battle with the city of Tulsa and other city officials trying to secure reparations for the destruction committed. In July, an Oklahoma judge dismissed the lawsuit against the city, and their attorneys have since appealed that decision. That mob was not uh, dissimilar to Hamas. <clears throat> yeah, Exactly. Uh, nobody won the Powerball last night, folks. That means Wednesday's drawing now worth $1.75 million. I hope I remember to buy a ticket tomorrow. I hope I, you need some gas. I have to go to the gas station tomorrow. Yeah, I hope you need some gas, yeah. which is the only reason you'd go. Why not just stop and buy a ticket? It'd be out of my way. I know. <laughs> this story is, uh, I watched the video and the, I found the video sad, even though I'm using it as a kicker and it will probably all giggle at it. Okay. A Long Island school bus driver caught drinking while bringing students home last week will not face charges because police believe her story that she grabbed a hard seltzer without realizing it had alcohol in it. The 60-year-old driver... too. You know why? She's not a drinker. <laughs> well, plus... She's not a drinker and she's... Yeah. Same. There's one in the uh, fridge here yeah. that I brought. I thought it was ginger beer. I didn't open it because I always look at them and it's a hard seltzer or a whatever something or other. And Reavers the is held off by not taking it. I was very surprised it lasted this long. 
The 60-year-old driver, Amal Hanna, told News 12 Long Island that she's a teetotaler because she's undergoing chemotherapy for cancer, which also leaves her unable to taste if drinks are alcoholic. She said she grabbed a white claw from the fridge that she shares with her roommate, thinking she was drinking a regular fruit-flavored seltzer while driving kids home from the Smithtown High School West on Wednesday. The newly fired driver said through tears, it was just a mistake. It was a mistake. For people like me that don't drink, how are they going to know if this is alcohol? Police believe her story, and Hannah will not be charged, the spokesperson for Suffolk County Police Department confirmed. However, she was fired from her job of 15 oh. years. Now is not sure how she'll be able to support well, herself. She's got to get her chemo. job back, John. Wait a minute. I agree. <clears throat> Wait, white claw has alcohol in it? Yeah. Whoops. Oh, boy. My roommate drinks that stuff like it's gravy. <laughs> like it's gravy, oh, huh? Crap. <laughs> no wonder she's so happy. She made all herself the time. a protein shake with some white claw. Smells <laughs> like a fish. I thought she was just happy at her, with her place in life and married to the uh, most awesome dude in the whole wide world. Now it's the oh, white claw. It turns yeah. out she's S based. Yeah. Yeah, you, you should have known something was up, Kenny. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bastard. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, parents uh, are on her side, the driver's side. They spoke to News 12 and described her as sweet, saying she was kind to students. One parent saying, I can't imagine imagine she would ever do anything to harm any of the kids. Well, Smithtown Central School District Superintendent Mart Sikar announced last week the drinking driver was promptly taken from the bus. A different driver completed the route. Hannah has since been fired by We Transport Inc., according to a spokesperson. Okay, maybe I missed this. How did this come about? How did it come I, about I, that she I, was I, discovered... Drinking it was. This. It was not. I have no idea. She probably had it just sitting there, and maybe a student reported it. I. I. I don't know. It wasn't in the story. Do you mean how did they discover it in the news? Why just, is it, what? What took place that uh, had someone accuse her of drinking? It was probably a parental complaint. Would be my guess. Oh, Reporting isn't what it used to be. I th thought it was always the children. They're all a bunch of rats. Yeah. <laughs> And they they turned in the teacher that was uh, doing the uh, my uh, naked page thing. Well, uh, my that's fans, right. only fans. Yeah, yeah. That was a student. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Well, okay. Thank you, John. Okay. Yeah. Is that gonna do it? Yeah. For this segment. <laughs> Got it. Fall is the favored season for any of us Minnesotans especially us lifetimers. The leaves are changing colors. The kids, not in my case, the grandkids are back in school and the apples uh, have long been ready for picking. So what do apples and insurance have in common? There's a good question. When it comes to getting an insurance quote, many people want an apples to apples comparison. We can't do that. At the Canopy Group, we believe our clients deserve only the best insurance coverage for the best price. That's why we only offer our clients combined single limit coverage. It's the best. Most captive carriers only offer split limit coverage. The type of coverage leaves you open to gaps and on the hook at claim time. That doesn't sound good to us and it isn't good for you. At the Canopy Group, we're often able to increase coverage from split limit to combined single limit and save clients money. If you want an apples to apples comparison, be prepared. The Canopy Group's apples are much bigger and better than the competition. To make sure Sure you're getting the best insurance, do this. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Yes, sir. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. 
Joe Souchere. We've talked a lot about tree diversity and equity with trees. Indeed. Because that's one of this country's biggest problems. Absolutely. Is who has shade and who doesn't. No yeah. question. I hear it every and, day. And planting a tree... Uh, that would if you can't plant a tree, you're oppressed. You're victimized. I hear that every day. I do too. Yeah, yeah. Matt, I hear so it that. Sickens me. I know? do. Me too. Man. Yeah, I don't like it. So here's a GLer <laughs> who handled it the way a GLer should have handled okay, it. Okay, now tell me now. You got me. Hello, Mayor. Last fall, my wife and I lost our Boulevard tree to Emerald Ash Borer. In May of this year, we received a list of trees we could choose from to replace our fallen ash tree. Here's my wife, Kelly, re, uh, Kelly's response to the city of Coon Rapids. Okay. All right. Uh, Barb. Barb must be the uh, tree person at Coon Rapids. Yeah. Barb, I'm wondering in the effort to create a healthier and more diverse urban forest, if any research was done on the various trees offered. While I fail to see why maple trees won't be offered for the sake of diversity, I uh, took a look at what the city is offering since none were familiar to me other than a variety of elm. The following is the result of a simple Google search for each of the trees being offered. Hackberry can be messy, dropping leaves and seeds and randomly dropping branches. Not a front yard tree. Leads the list of trash trees. Undesirable because they reseed prolifically, don't develop an attractive crown, and can be short-lived. Produces huge quantities of seeds this time of year. Not wanted. Honey locust. Listed as one of the 10 worst trees for your home's plumbing. Because it has locusts. The roots can pose problems with underground pipes. Linden. Trees secrete sap like no other, coating your lawn, car, your lawn, car, walkway, and a sticky film of sap makes the five worst messy trees list. Okay. Matt. I don't want that Made one. the five worst. I don't like a mess. Kentucky <laughs> coffee tree. Huh? Closely related to the honey locust, known as a tough, messy tree, leaf litter can be a problem, and fallen seed pods in spring can create a mess. The leaves, seeds, and pulp of this tree are poisonous to livestock, human, and pets. Okay. Ginkgo. No. You no. don't want a ginkgo. You, you, why do they even make those? Why do they even breed those? Nobody actually makes them. Oh, they're horrible trees. Slow growing. Female trees produce a foul-smelling pod that drops and rots. Uh, when you went to the Grandview? Mm. Yeah, I thought like, somebody why do I ate smell my vomit car? or something like that. My neighborhood already has a diverse variety of trees, most of which are extremely annoying due to the mess they create, not to mention all of the little trees that pop up everywhere as they reseed, thus creating even more messy and annoying future trees. It seems as though the list of tree options provided by the city of Coon Rapids will only add to this problem. We do not wish to receive a tree from the city of Coon Rapids and will instead be planting a maple tree to replace the tree we yep. lost. And we look forward to enjoying its beautiful fall color. Sincerely, Kelly, a GLer in Coon Rapids. They grow like weeds. Now that's weeds. how you handle it. The maples. They the grow maples. like weeds. 
Oh, that's a weed maple. There's a that's a silver maple. Your 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 normal maples. They're they're a nice tree. I've got two big maples. I like that a nice, nice maple. A, a burgundy leaf. That's a nice maple you that's got a nice going one. there. I got two. That's which maples? maples. Uh, which maples produce the helicopters in the uh, spring? That'd be your. Uh, that'd be your. Uh, I think that'd be your silver maple. <clears throat> silver ones. Those things grow in your uh, gutter if you don't get them out of there. Yeah, I've they seen grow that. everywhere. I've yeah. seen that happen. Yeah, I've seen it right there on my roof. I see it. Them ain't the ones that do that, are they? Them's the ones that lose their Them ain't. I don't know. <laughs> hmm. uh, one oh, hour no. and 17 minutes in. What do we got? He's up. Did they wake him up? Still nothing. Mr. President, wake up. Your president. Only because they come to us all the way from Eden Prairie, Minnesota, from the traveling Lyman. Let's sneak one in today, huh? Two o'clock. Worldwide Wattage. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Gotcha. I'm fine. Uh huh. On this day, October 10th, in 1862, the Augustana Synod of the Lutheran Church gave Eric Norelius permission to open an academy. First established in Red Wing, then moved to East Union, the college would later become Gustavus Adolphus, huh. Adolphus uh, in St. Peter in 1876. On this day in 1917, 10-10. The St. Paul Public Library opened its new building at 4th and Washington Streets with Dr. W. Dawson Johnston serving as librarian. Hmm. Give me your cartoon bubble of what he has, uh, how he's dressed, and what he looks like. Uh, I think he has the green visor on. Uh, I see. I didn't see that. Oh, I saw him like in a very... I saw the round glasses. Oh, round okay. Glasses. okay. A, ve- uh, a vest and a suit jacket. Yeah, he's got uh, the patches on his... Well, maybe. And a okay. pipe. Okay. Oh, a pipe for yeah. sure. On this day in 1918, October 10th, a forest fire began on the railroad line between Duluth and Hibbing and burned for the next three days, reaching Duluth on the 13th. 38 communities, including the cities of Cloquet, Carleton, and Moose Lake, and the towns of Adolph, Brookston, Munger, Grand Lake, Pike Lake, and Twig, were burned and 435 people were killed. After the blaze, forest salvagers cut 1.6 million tons of lumber. In response to a series of lawsuits, the Minnesota Supreme Court ruled that railroads, and by extension the U.S. Railroad Administration, a federal agency that controlled the railroads during the war, were responsible for damages based on poor forestry practices. See, they didn't blame blame nature. The Railroad Administration eventually compensated claims at a rate of 50% uh, and the final payments being made in 1935. Took them a while. Wow. Yeah. And they didn't blame global warming. No. On this day. But it shows you, you got to go in there and clear it out. On this day. October 10th. In 1949, a destructive windstorm swept through Minnesota causing $10 million in losses to the corn crop and over a million dollars in property damages in St. Paul alone. Amazingly, no deaths were reported. And finally, on this day, October 10th, in 2016, Governor Mark Dayton issued a proclamation declaring this date to be the first statewide Indigenous Peoples Day celebrated in place of Columbus Day. Grand Rapids, Minneapolis, and Minnesota State University Mankato had adopted the holiday in 2014. All right. Wait a minute. Yesterday was Columbus 
Yeah, but it's probably the dates floated. Do you guys agree with me that both the Columbus Day folks and the indigenous people got screwed on that one? Yes. Give them their own day. Each each should yeah. have their you own don't day. Have to split Give them their that, own right. day. They, they deserve it. Well, yesterday on this day in history, Leif Erickson came up, and I'm wondering, do we even still have? Uh, he's a fraud. We a don't Leif do. Erickson statue. We don't believe in. <laughs> he had Leif a couple Erickson. good albums out there in the mid '70s. Yeah, yeah it was, he was with the Bee Gees, right? <laughs> no, I think he was with Abba. Oh, Abba. No, that right. Was, well, yes, yeah, Swedish. That was Leif Garrett. Oh, yeah. Oh. Thank you. Uh, um, say hello, big hello, airport hello to Peggy and Kirk. She no. stopped. Peggy works at the airport. She stopped me today and said, are you no. rookie? No. He has been listening. No. 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 You don't get to do shout outs. No. no. Birthdays. We don't do birthdays. No. Loyal GL is We'll be here all day hello. if we're going to start doing shout outs. I'd like to say and Kenny Kirk. and John and Joe. <laughs> what was that? Was that Romper Room? Romper Room. Where she yeah. had the magic mirror and yep. she saw the kids. Romper, stomper, bumper, boo. Romper room for Kenny means something completely different at First Avenue, but we won't go into that. I hope we're going to talk tomorrow. Why? The world's a flame. Oh yeah, I will be here. I've got I got under pretty good authority, and we will all hold our breath to hear from the president. Yeah, we'll see. That's right. Uh, I haven't checked in a while. He he hasn't, John. Don't worry, I'm on. Nope, it's still the blame. Well, yeah. what are you in hurry to hear? I, do you really think you're going to hear something? Mission, mission, uh, here's what I want you to go do. View the videos that we have on YouTube. Subscribe to Garage Logic. They're very entertaining, and they will pass the time until the president wakes up from his nap. Then go to garagelogic.com and sign up for the Garage Logic Town Council. Ten bucks a month, hundred bucks a year. It's the best value ever to get in pre, during, and post show. It is time once again that we pick up the phone and we make that call to our guy, Mr. Money Talk. Josh Arnold is with us once again here in Garage Logic, and now's the time for you to do the same. So do not delay. Do exactly what I did and pick up that phone and dial 952-925-5608. That number once again is 952-925-5608. You call that number, you get Josh, and you will always get straight talk. You will never get sugar-coated advice, and Josh is always here for you for that free 48-minute financial consultation and he's on the line with us once again here in garage logic and boy josh earnings start this week but it does still continue to be all about the fed doesn't it i know i sound like a broken record talking about the federal reserve but on a macro macro level the market is still concerned about the direction of interest rate both on the short term and on the long term and that's still where the fed comes in we have had for the past several weeks fed speakers continuing with higher for longer the economy is so resilient house prices are still up. There are too many people working and they're making too much money. Oh my goodness. We've got to keep interest rates higher for longer, the pedal to the metal, so to speak, in terms of short-term interest rates. And if the economy has to slow down or go into a recession and do bear, uh, the Fed said we have the ability to turn the dial back and that will instantaneously get the economy moving again. Oh my goodness. I don't want to say what, what BS that is. Nothing can move the economy that quickly by turning it on and off. But the attempt by the Fed to bring down in 
inflation, most people, or at least to their target rate of 2%, most people say, you know, hope it is successful. But as we have talked for many, many months, inflation might have started with some supply chain issues. But the bigger issue is the price of oil as oil is behind just about every product that you can uh, think of, and that still moves the economy. As the price of oil goes, that's going to have an impact on inflation. This week, market watchers will be on key for the producer price index coming out tomorrow. That price index could be up because the last several months, the price of oil has moved up. That'll go through the system. On Wednesday as well, there's the re- of the Fed minutes in the afternoon, and typically the response from the market has been negative unless the Fed starts indicating in their minutes a pause is on uh, the horizon. But from the last Fed speak, seems that the Fed is, or the likelihood of any interest rate cuts in 2024 is on the low side, not on the high side. Might be better for the market if the Fed starts pausing rather than at this, at least at this point. And on Thursday, we have the CPI numbers coming out. Meantime, micro events, micro being company-focused events, also start coming into the to the fore. We started the next earnings season with Pepsi-Cola reporting Pepsi had a beat and raise quarter, which did surprise quite a few people given Pepsi produces not only sugar water and fruit drinks and tea, sells a lot of water, but they also for the largest salted snack manufacturer through their Frito-Lay division. But it appears that people are still drinking soda, still buying Fritos and Cheetos. And that's despite what some large grocers have said, backing off of food purchases or smaller food bills or sugared sugared sales uh, due to some of the new weight loss drugs that come from Eli Lilly and Novo Norse. But we'll see how those earnings play out. Pepsi's report could be a boost for Coca-Cola. When Coke reports next week, Coke has trended down to a recent uh, 52-week low. And we've always liked Coca-Cola, not so much for their growth, but for their dividend which continues to rise. Both Coke and Pepsi fit in the safety stock category. Those safety stocks over the last several months or this year have not provided the safety that's usually afforded in a slowing economy. Later this week, we have reports from United Health and Delta, as well as banks starting to report. I am not a bank investor, so I've avoided investing in banks, but I don't think that bank earnings numbers are going to be stellar given the bonds that they hold in the portfolio. And I think a lot of the, those bonds are underwater and that could create some issues. The bonds underwater, at least on a mark-to-market basis, meaning if you hold the bonds to maturity, they are going to pay their face value. But under the current scenario, with bond prices down and yields up, 
those banks are facing a tough slide. Very good advice, Mr. Money Talk. Well, you heard him, GLers. Now's the time for you to pick up the phone and make the call for that free 48-minute financial consultation by dialing 952-925-5608, where you're always going to get straight talk and never, ever sugar-coated advice. Josh, once again, thank you so much for the time and the chat. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you again on Thursday. Chris, look forward to it. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Chris Reavers is a paid endorser.